So what exactly is a distinct kicking motion? We'll explore that on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade and also the public address voice for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Now, if you haven't used the Game Time app, well, what are you all waiting for? Because with the Game Time app, you can create an account and use code Locked On to get $20 off your first purchase at game time. Well, if you missed the last episode, it was a very good one. This is actually kind of going to be like a weird week. The last episode, we had Hattie Kalakesh on from Locked On NHL Prospects talking all about that big trade that just took place between the Flyers and the Ducks, in case you missed it. Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick dealt to Philadelphia. For Cutter Gauthier. So if you missed that one, that was the last podcast that we just had. And this is going to be a weird week as far as scheduling is concerned because we're going to have two shows, you know, one later Monday, one late Monday slash early Tuesday. It'll be an early Tuesday episode. So that's what that'll count as. Wednesday, we'll be off because I'm, you know, as you can see, I'm back at my place. Yay, electricity is working again. So while I continue to move stuff here, Um, Wednesday will be off and then we'll have a show on Thursday, Friday. Also, it depends on whether I'm going down to San Diego or not. And if there's a game, we're still figuring that out. So lots, (laughs) still a lot, but let's talk about what is a kicking motion. Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up. Because at the tail end of the game between the Ducks and the Red Wings, um, there was a little bit of a controversial ending, as it were. The Ducks and Red Wings were tied at two. The game-winning goal took place with just over a minute left. And this is where I went ballistic at the time and then watched the replay again and again. And again, and I finally determined, you know what? Michael Rasmussen simply redirected the puck towards the goal right behind Lukas Dostal. That was the game-winning goal. Now, to be fair, Michael Rasmussen kind of knew what he was doing. And he also saw this happen maybe last week. (laughs) So I'm actually going to rewind a little bit. Before the Ducks lost to the Red Wings. I'm going to rewind to a few days ago. Where this happened in a game between the New York Rangers. And the Chicago Blackhawks. So what exactly happened there? This one was bad as well. New York Rangers were winning 1-0 in the second period. And Chris Kreider was kind of streaking towards the goal and it went in and then Peter Morazic you know he's in Broadway he's in New York so why not have some theatrics there Peter Morazic was there you know imitating the kicking motion saying no it was kicked it was kicked 
and Mrazek went a little bit crazy there. And then upon video review, it was found that Chris Kreider redirected the skate and didn't have a quote-unquote distinct kicking motion. Therefore, that goal counted. So I'm sure other players are going, oh, so we can redirect it. But as long as our skate doesn't leave the ice, it is technically not considered a kicking motion. Therefore, it is a good goal. So I kind of want to talk about this just a little bit because we've seen kicking goals as far back as 1989. Joel Otto in Game 7. Yeah, we're going all the way back to 1989. Game 7. And this was the first round. I think this was the um, Clarence or the Campbell Conference um, division semifinal between the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. This game took place at the Saddle Dome. And Joel Otto kind of used the back of his skate to kind of redirect it towards the goal. This was 1989. They didn't have, you know, the video replay. Like, they didn't have the fancy video replay we have now. But upon further review, Joel Otto kind of flicked his flicked the back of his skate towards the goal and gave Calgary the Game 7 win. Now, wouldn't you know it, that team wound up winning the Stanley Cup because they went on to sweep the Kings, then they beat the Blackhawks, then they beat the Canadians. So if it wasn't for that Joel Otto somewhat kick, Calgary would not have won the Stanley Cup in 1989. So going all the way back. Now, what exactly is it in the rules? Well, this goes back to last year where I think it was Blake Coleman who had a funny quote that said, quote, my understanding is you can direct the puck in, but you can't kick it, end quote. Okay, that's technically true. Let's go to the rule book. There's three specific rules that kind of give what is and is not allowed. So I'm going to start with rule 37.4. And I'm quoting the rule book verbatim. Y'all ready for this? Play rule 37.4. Plays that involve a puck entering the net as a direct result of a distinct kicking motion shall be ruled no goal. A distinct kicking motion for purposes of video review is one where the video makes clear that an attacking player has deliberately propelled the puck with a kick of his foot or skate and the puck subsequently enters the net. A goal cannot be scored on a play where an attacking player propels the puck with the skate into the net, even by means of a subsequent deflection off of another player, using a distinct kicking motion. A goal also cannot be scored on a play where an attacking player kicks any equipment, stick, glove, helmet, etc., at the puck, including kicking the blade of his own stick, causing the puck to cross the goal line. A puck that deflects into the net off an attacking player's skate who does not use a distinct kicking motion shall be ruled a goal (laughs) a puck that is directed into the net by an attacking player's skate shall also be ruled a goal as long as no distinct kicking motion is evident end quote how many times did i say that i feel stupid oh but wait there's more rule 49.2 ready for this A goal cannot be scored by an attacking player who uses a distinct kicking motion, 
to propel the puck into the net with his skate slash foot. A goal cannot be scored by an attacking player who kicks a puck that deflects into the net off any player, goalkeeper, or official. Hmm. A puck that deflects into the net off an attacking player's skate who does not use a distinct kicking motion is a legitimate goal. Oh, there's more. The following should clarify deflections following a kicked puck that enters the goal. One, a kicked puck that deflects off the body of any player of either team. No goal. Two, a kicked puck that deflects off the stick of any player shall be ruled a good goal. Three, a goal will be allowed when an attacking player kicks the puck and the puck deflects off his own stick and then into the net. Four, a goal will be allowed when a puck enters the goal after deflecting off of an attacking player's skate or deflects off his skate while he is in the process of stopping. That last one's a little bit important, isn't it? Because we've seen that part of the rule, I guess, utilized more and more recently. Well, as long, and I'm just like being a little silly here. Well, as long as he was trying to stop, I guess he was in the act of stopping and he wasn't trying to kick it. Therefore, it's a good goal. What are you? Okay, fine. By that sense and by that letter of the law, I guess it works, right? Let's go to rule 78.5 on how we handle disallowed goals. Quote, Apparent goals shall be disallowed by the referee and the appropriate announcement made by the public address announcer for the following reasons. When the puck has been kicked using a distinct kicking motion. So what exactly do we think is a distinct kicking motion according to the league? So I think back to maybe 2014, 2015, where even if you turned your skates towards the goal to direct the puck in, that goal would have been waved off. But something changed. Something changed after the panorama. And apparently, pucks can now intention like pucks can now be intentionally deflected in and they could even move their skates in that action, provided that they're not propelling the puck into the net. So this is a little bit confusing, and this goes into a rather gray area in the rule book on what is and is not a distinct kicking motion. And I'm way over time, so I apologize for that. But what do you guys think a distinct kicking motion is? Based on what I've read and based on watching the last few games where this has been a thing, apparently a distinct kicking motion is now considered if the skate leaves the ice and you are actually like kicking it, like kicking it forward, then that is considered a distinct kicking motion. If you leave your skate on the ice and you are simply redirecting it, specifically if you are trying to stop, then that's considered a good goal. So I guess the question here is, did Michael Rasmussen try to stop? Did he purposely redirect it? 
Did he see what happened last week with the Rangers and Broadway? Did he see what Chris Kreider did? And I guess it's okay now. It's open season on on redirected goals off your skate. Is that what's happening here? Maybe. All right, we are way over time. So the next two segments are going to be quite short. So now that I've rambled on about that, we're going to head into the first intermission. Stay locked in. Now a brief word from Game Time. That is right. The Game Time app is better than ever. And folks, if you haven't used the Game Time app, then what are you waiting for? I've used it several times. You can get Ducks tickets for a rather low price. You can see the aforementioned New York Rangers as they come to Honda Center for as low as under $40. That's actually a pretty good deal, folks. That's their next home game. So if you want the lowest prices guaranteed and not have to worry about, you know, where your tickets are, you know, they have the view right on the on the app. They show you the seat view wherever you are in that venue for sporting events, concerts, etc. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I talked about rules. I kind of hate myself for that. I kind of feel dirty about it because I am implying that according to the letter of the law, yeah, it was a good goal. And yes, I know Ducks fans were pissed off. And yes, I know they were outraged that they thought it was a kicking motion. And it wasn't. And of course, Ducks fans saying, oh, we got screwed again by the refs. Boo-hoo-hoo. The refs are out to get us. Yes, I get it. I am still ticked off about that non-goal. That did cross the line, by the way. But you know what? We're not going to talk about that. I'm going to be good. Because there's a puppy right under the desk. Instead, I'm just going to talk about the last game that took place. Where the Ducks did not get screwed over. But they did screw over themselves in this game. Because, as I've said several times on this podcast and on other podcasts... The lack of discipline, especially in key moments of the game, is what's going to be their undoing. And it was their undoing in this one. Now, at least we had a good showing from Trevor Zegras, who jumped out of the gate in the first period and right away put the Ducks up 1-0. You know, first minute of the game and Z already trying to show everyone, yeah, that's what's up. That's what is up. And then the penalties began. Not all of them were good penalties. I would say most of the penalties that were called against the Ducks were, in fact, legitimate penalties. Sorry to say that. I'm also sorry to say that this is just a broken record that keeps happening. But, you know, on that Jakob Silverberg penalty, yeah, that's when Detroit struck. Dylan Larkin scored in the power play. Ugh, I hated that goal. Hated it so much. Because this was a case where the Ducks could not get the puck out of the zone effectively. Tie game, one goal apiece. So, goody. Then, 
Detroit decides, okay, we're going to start committing penalties. We're going to be stupid. And this is where the Ducks' power play was crap. It was total doo-doo. The Ducks had a five-on-three. Let me repeat that. I'm going to stay calm. The Ducks had a five-on-three for over a minute. Not only did they not score, they were pretty ineffective for most of that five-on-three. First off, what were they doing? I I still don't know what they were doing in that minute plus where they were just kind of... There there wasn't a whole lot of urgency on that power play. Yes, the Ducks fans did go a little bit haywire during that two-man advantage. I don't blame them. I don't blame you because I was right there. I did the same thing too. I went... Do something more. Make better passes. Get better lanes. You know, you're kind of not lazing around, but the sense of urgency on that power play was not there. And that just kind of ticked me off. That ticked a lot of people off. Not scoring on that two-man advantage. I I think that was actually one of the biggest backbreakers on this game was the lack of scoring when they had the chance. Like, Detroit gave them chances. They gave them so many chances in that second period, and they didn't freaking score. Are you joking? Absolutely not. Four power plays. Four. Hmm. The Ducks had four power plays in that period and didn't score on any one of them. Now, at least they got a couple of quality shots and they were going for volume on one of those power plays, which is fine. But would you rather go for volume or would you rather try to get a more effective shot down low? I would rather try to get more effective shots, get better lanes and just work on your power play as a whole. I think that would be better. But that wasn't the case. The Ducks blew that opportunity and it came back to bite him where the sun don't shine. Now, Trevor Zegers did try to will the team back. He did tie things up at two. Hallelujah. It's becoming the Trevor Zegers show once again. And Jamie Drysdale's final act as an Anaheim Duck was assisting on that Trevor Zegers goal. They're going to miss each other. Yeah, that tied it up at two. And then we had the not distinct kicking motion goal by Rasmussen in the final minutes of the game. Mo Sider got it towards the goal. Rasmussen to Lukash Dostal's right side. It went in. Dostal pointed to his skate after that goal. Did you notice that, by the way? Dostal pointed to his skate. He's saying, hey, that may have been kicked in. Nope. Nope. Apparently not. Final score, 3-2 to two in favor of the Red Wings. And the Ducks finish this homestand on an over. Yeah, we hate it. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. And we've got to talk about this upcoming road trip that they have. Yeah, it's going to be a long one, folks. We'll get to that on the other side. 
Now a brief word from FanDuel, that is right. The NFL season has wrapped up, but there is still time to get in on the action with the NFL playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, bets, win or lose. And the app is so simple to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You could find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find those popular parlays, especially during the NFL playoffs, folks, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a safety. Really? A safety? We'll go with that. (laughs) FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. I know football folks. And please, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. We're going to finish this one rather quickly because we're almost over time. So I'm going to talk about the upcoming road trip for the Anaheim Ducks. This is going to be concerning because the Ducks are now without, you know, certain couple of guys. They're without, especially Jamie Drysdale, now that he's been traded. So, okay, let's see what they have coming up. They got a game later on Tuesday as as this is going to be uploaded later today, against the Nashville Predators. The Preds are a team that is kind of up and coming right now. They're an interesting little team, especially lately. Nashville has been on like a weird stretch of games lately where there's been a couple of games where they probably should have won, and they've also had a little bit of luck their way. They're also fighting for a playoff spot. Right now, the Predators do have that number one wild card spot because everyone above them in that division is super good. The Winnipeg Jets, I'm sorry, <coughs> let me re- rephrase that and repeat that. <coughs> the league leading Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I actually uttered those words, folks. The Winnipeg Jets have the best record in the NHL, followed very closely by the Colorado Avalanche, who are one point behind. The Dallas Stars right behind them as well. Nashville, St. Louis, I mean, everyone else is way down there. It's those three teams, Jets, Avs, Stars, and then you have the Preds at that number one wild card. And then you have a mishmash of teams between St. Louis, Edmonton, the Kraken. I don't know who's going to come out of that wild card, but it's going to be wild, folks. Then you have the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, Carolina always plays the Ducks tough, and I'm going to hate that game. I don't know what to expect, but I am hoping to talk to Jared Ellis later on in the week from Locked on Canes to talk about that one. Then the Ducks travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning, and then we have an MLK morning game. The Ducks will take on the Florida Panthers at 10 a.m. Yeah, that's an early one, folks. So get some get some eggs, get a nice breakfast burrito maybe, and check out that game. 
Then the following day, Tuesday the 16th, the Ducks fly over to Washington to take on the Capitals. That's a tough trip, especially the end of that trip, because you've got three games in four days. Good luck, Anaheim. That's all I'm saying. Oh, right, and then they finish off the road trip by having a few days off and then taking on the San Jose Sharks. That game they could actually win. But by that point of the season, do you really want them to win? Because let's face it, the Ducks are not making the playoffs this season again. And they're in the bottom of the standings again. Um, Is it time to start uttering the T word? I am not going to utter it just yet. I am not going to do it. However, the halfway point of the season is drawing near. I'm just saying. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. And I'd like to thank you all for making this your first listen. And thanks to you, Everydayers, for sticking around. And once again, if you want to check out the previous podcast, um, Hadi Kalakesh. Oh, one thing I need to add here. I did make an announcement on the last show that um, for me personally, I'm excited about this. You know, I'm just going to you know put in this video right here just to explain what's going on. So I'm just, I'm just going to play this video right now what's going on you kraken and firebirds fans jason jd hernandez here from locked on anaheim ducks and the public address voice for the coachella valley firebirds with the big announcement that acrisure arena home of the coachella valley firebirds will be hosting the 2025 ahl all-star classic once again right here at acrisure arena The 2025 All-Star Classic will take place here, February 2nd and 3rd. Sunday the 2nd, we'll have the All-Star Skills Competition. The 3rd, we'll have the Hall of Fame Induction and Award Ceremony. And the All-Star Classic itself will be Monday night, February 3rd, 2025, here at Acrisure Arena. That is right. The Coachella Valley will host the AHL All-Star Classic in 2025. I am just delighted. I am super excited. I mean, I'm already proud to be the public address voice for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, but to get to host an All-Star game and to get to announce for an All-Star Classic, I mean, that's a dream come true. So, you know, I cannot wait for that. It's 13 months away, so we got a ways to go there, but... I hope to see a lot of you at the AHL All-Star Classic next year. In the meantime, I want to thank you all for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And hey, you can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be kind to everyone. Uh, be safe out there. Be kind to everyone, especially Ducks fans. And Ducks fly together. Mm-hmm.